Hey, my name is Paul Maxwell. I'm the content strategist at Tithely, and today we're going to talk about how to use user interaction and user experience principles to design your church service structure to help boost engagement among your members. Welcome to Modern Church Leader, a short daily show to help you grow your church, be more effective and efficient and powerful for the kingdom of God. So successful churches know how to optimize their growth and engagement strategies to fulfill their church's mission most of the time, right? Our world and our culture now require higher and higher levels of strategic competence in order to succeed. But what does it look like to get a win for your church's vision, for your church's community, for your church's purpose, right? It will involve learning the newest tools of competition in the digital landscape, and we often don't like to think about that, right? And implementing them with excellence in your church's web and marketing strategies. So two of the burgeoning industries right now in the user engagement and user acquisition space, right, for relevant for, for example, for member acquisition and retention, are user interface, UI, you've probably seen that term around before, and user experience, UX design, UI, which is uh, user interface and user experience design. Now, the term UX was coined in the 90s by Dan Orman while architecting the primitive versions of what would become Apple's ecosystem of products and software. The concept has evolved quite a bit since then, but it'll be helpful initially to understand what the terms mean precisely and how they're different and how you can apply them to church. But first, what are UX and UI? So like with anything, right, there are competing views on what UX and UI are and how to relate them, but we'll defer to the dominant view, which is similar to what Apple was working with with Dan, Dan Norman in the 90s, uh, filled in with modern modalities of implementing those ideas for church. So beginning with UX, user experience, right? UX is the overall user experience, right? Like from soup to nuts, that is paying attention to the user's experience from beginning to end, from idea to development, you know, from the, from the first ad that the user sees, uh, 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 from your product to their use of that product for its entire life cycle, right? So UI, in contrast, is a subset of UX that focuses more specifically on the architecture and design that catalyzes the producer's uh, desired experience in the user. So there are there are full-time UI and UX designers, right? We have them entirely. And UX designers will focus on things like content strategy, competitor analysis, surveying users about their experience, prototyping, testing, wireframing the logic and configuration of a product, and tracking performance measured along the lines of the user's actual lived experience in your environment, or rather in the environment that you've created for them to experience in the business world, your product, in the church world, your church. UI designers will focus more specifically on branding, graphic development, the desired user journey, design research, and interfacing directly with the software developers to implement the desired sort of if-then plan that helps the, the rubber dreams of UX designers meet the real road, real, uh, you know, real life user experience, right? So here in this video, we're going to look at uh, core insights we've gleaned over the past few years that are often neglected by churches. However, the few churches that are taking them into account are seeing really drastic improvement in our research in reaching their goals, realizing their missions, and boosting their key metrics related to church growth and church engagement, which is why we find them so interesting and helpful, and which is why we want to share them with pastors and churches today. So without further delay, let's dive right into these principles and how you can apply them at your church. So number one, UX principle is this, accommodate the user's expectations. So every user brings expectations into every context in which they engage, right? Church is no exception. So if the context doesn't meet the expectations, that will register as a disappointment. If the context meets their expectations, 
that registers as a positive reason to continue engaging that context, right? It's it's merely a matter of being aware. You want to accommodate as many reasonable user expectations as possible. So, you know, the contra or the counterpoint to that rather is that obviously, obviously there's always going to be nitpickers, right? And so you can't accommodate every expectation, but as the team in charge of designing your context, your church context, you want to exert every effort to craft an enjoyable and engaging experience of your church for visitors and congregants alike. This is a win for you because it means that people are more likely to be returning visitors and engaged members. So as a team, you should craft a list, right, of exactly what expectations you're aiming to meet. Maybe take a UI perspective and actually survey new visitors in your church. Which expectations you're not aiming to meet, right? So make that list. What are you trying to meet? Which which expectations aren't you trying to meet? And how you mitigate against or compensate for the consequent disappointment. And your exact strategy, right? Down to the operations and positions themselves for meeting those expectations and leveraging that positive experience to make your call to action an obvious opt-in moment for them during or after the service. Number two, create consistency in the details because the details are key, right? So there's there's this concept in, in, in UX called VI, which is visual identity system that refers to the small details that make people's experience of your brand totally unique. So for example, think of Chick-fil-A, right? Uh, everything from like their service to their wrapping to like the mouthfeel of their sandwich buns, it's distinctively Chick-fil-A, right? The, uh, the, these, this is all part of their visual identity system, their VI. So aim to embed these kinds of signifying details in your church, from the exterior of your building to your lobby, to your greeting strategy, to your sanctuary design, to your online and mobile app experience. This is all part of your VI, or rather it should be. It's an opportunity for you to establish that virtual identity system. Offer unique kinds of pastry, right, that other churches wouldn't have. Install, you know, like a really modern light sign in your lo- lobby, Not too bright, but something that sends a message of hope, which encapsulates the vision and mission of your church. So provide helpful, unique in-service experiences, right? Like a a beautifully designed and and printed liturgy pamphlet or an interactive sermon media for after the service. Uh, A highly trained greeting team that sees itself as a sales element within your organizational infrastructure. All of these small little elements, right, even just by way of example, Craft a unique experience that users will will not want to detach from once they're there, once they're users. And if they think of going elsewhere, the first thing they will see in visiting another church is how it's distinctively not your church because of those little details that are missing, right? So craft your VI, right? What are the unique design signifiers of your brand and how do they functionally add value and increase the quality of your visitors and members' church experience? This is a critical question to ask when you think about not only getting people in the door, but keeping them there. Number three, a UX principle, UI principle that applies to your church culture. Develop a distaste for complexity. So what does that mean? Aim for simplicity, and if possible, give users as many options for action, choice, and agency as possible. While at the same time, aiming to get as close to a single action experience as possible. So, for example, in your digital interface, right, there might be like a single click in your church. That might be a simple call to action that manifests itself in, uh, you know, variations each Sunday. Join, sign up, invite your friends, right? These are simple calls to action. So if you're pitching your church five different things every single Sunday, they're going to tune it out as white noise. So you have to keep each service a single action oriented event as much as possible. And if you have a, you know, a competent grasp on the various segments of your church's population, that may require different calls to action, right? 
Then make sure that you have enough sophisticated digital communication infrastructure on your backend to give each of those segments their uniquely valuable call to action without complexifying your messaging overall. Because even if you have a segmented population, they're experiencing all of your service at the same time. So a great example of the movement towards simplicity instead of complexity could be your church giving, right? Instead of baskets full of checks and cash, churches consistently find that giving increases with the simplicity of an app or text giving features, right? So a service such as Tidely allows you to cut the fat out of sort of complex systems and instead creates a simple integrated church app that enhances engagement and fuels growth across every single aspect of church life. Number four, function first, design later. Okay, this is a principle, user engagement principle, function first, design later. So too many church plants start with the logo, right? A website, a color scheme, or posters. They begin with the optics. But this is a violation of the core UI UX principles because that means you're investing money in creating elements that have no planned role or purpose because you have no plan, because you have no data. So as you think in terms of UX, begin as soon as possible architecting your UI, that interface, once you've got the plan strategically laid out that will inform and shape what kind of digital and physical attributes you should create, what shape they should take, what what they should look like, what color they should be, what role they should play in your larger user acquisition, i.e. church growth strategy. So principle number five, aim for intuitive. All right, This this is actually the most important principle in my view. There is a phrase that marketers say to one another to maintain kind of a high quality standard in the industry, and it's this, don't make me think. Don't make me think. That's the goal. That's the goal of the UX and UI sensitive marketer. If people have to think beyond a simple if then logic, right? If I want this, I press this button, right? If they have to think beyond that, their chances of opting into your project decrease drastically. So make the user experience of your prospective visitors, members, and leaders extremely straightforward. This means you'll have to kind of draw up a, a set of user personas, right? Which is a basically a generic uh, description of the main kinds of people you're aiming to reach. Map out your desired user journeys for each persona, right? Think the path each kind of target person will walk, right? From, from unfamiliar with your project to an outspoken fan of your project and that whole journey in between. And implement a system that accommodates your user personas and journeys. So Here's kind of one simple way of of looking at this in a way that's a little bit closer to home for churches, right? The less you think about your user's experience of your church, the more they will have to think about whether they want to be a part of it, right? So the thinking gets done either way. Either you do it and make it easy for them, or you don't do it and make it hard for them, right? Aim to make joining and engaging in your church as much of a no-brainer as possible. Principle number six, allow for inconsequential user error. This is one of the things most churches and honestly, most businesses never think about, okay? Allow for inconsequential user error. What does that mean? People don't always pick up on your systems right away, no matter how simple you make them, okay? The key to helping people who don't fit into your church instead have a chance to say, or have a chance to stay is to plan for user error, right? So for example, maybe new visitors in your church, maybe they didn't check in at the visitor booth. Does that mean they don't have a chance to check in? Was that their one moment, right? Maybe current members, they couldn't figure out how to set up digital gangs. I'll I'll just do checks. It's simpler, simpler, right? Maybe some of your leaders aren't fitting well into your team culture, right? Ah, I tried volunteer teams, toxic, blah, 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 right? At every level of church participation, there'll be a user error. Just like you created a master plan to get people into your front doors, you need a master plan for course correcting the user's path at every stage of their participation in your church. 
visitor, member, leader. People will make mistakes at every single one of those stages. And if your system dispenses consequences for failure that are too harsh, your church is going to remain a small size with a high perfectionist culture. And because of that, you'll have a high turnover rate, which means that you might be getting a lot of visitors in your door, but you're losing every single one of them, right? Allow for inconsequential user errors or people looking for your church and actively seeking your church won't stay, you know, and and the penalties you assign to these inconsequential errors should be as minimal as possible so that people have opportunities over and over again to stay, to accumulate positive experiences and to reinforce that original decision to express interest and buy into the mission and vision of your church. Okay, so our seventh and final UI UX principle that you can apply to architecting your church culture is supply instant feedback for desired actions. What, what does that mean practically for you? Don't leave people hanging. Don't leave people hanging. Don't leave them guessing about whether they're using your system correctly. Give them notifications, verifications, confirmations for every action that they take that has to do with your church, right? Um, did they sign up to get more information on Sunday? Are they put into a cache of emails that are never going to get an email from anybody for a month? Give them a response email that tells them exactly how and when you're going to follow up, right? Do they ask to be placed in a small group? Send, Send them an automated email with the details of exactly which buttons to press on your website to get placed in that small group ASAP. And that user journey through your digital infrastructure should have as few stops as possible, should require as few, you know, as few parsecs as possible for Han Solo, right? Did they uh, did they ask the server and a leadership team? This is a big one, right? Send them an email with the exact details of a follow-up meeting with a link to your church's FAQ page on the process of joining a volunteer team, right? Here is where having an integrated service, uh, particularly a, di- a digital software service like Tidely that allows seamless integration of communication from, from text to email to app push notifications, all from a single dashboard, allows you to, uh, allows you to offer feedback as soon as possible, right? Because if you don't, Users might even forget about their queries in in, in the first place and move on to an alternative because while you're not responding to them, their need's still going unmet. So they're going to be still seeking resolution for that need. And if it's not you and they gave you a query and you didn't jump on that, you're going to lose them. So these UX and UI principles uh, uh, will help you grow your church. And people very often make decisions about which church to attend based on experience. So show them that you're thinking diligently about how to improve that experience as much as possible. So once again, here are the seven UX UI principles that'll help your church design and tailor each person's experience to cultivate the most positive experience at your church possible. Number one, accommodate the user's expectations. Number two, create consistency in the details. Number three, develop a distaste for complexity. Number four, function first, design later. Number five, aim for intuitive. Number six, allow for inconsequential user error. Number seven, supply instant feedback for desired actions. Thanks so much. I hope that these uh, UI UX tips bless your church and that you see great results for the kingdom of God. Thanks for listening. Please review Modern Church Leader on Apple Podcasts and visit our website for more resources at tithe.ly or follow the links in the show notes.